to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I'm so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. It is Thursday night. My husband's bowling league has started up again, so I got the kids to bed. Uh, My mom helped out a bit with that, and I took a nice shower for myself. I washed my hair, and now I'm ready to spend some time with you recording hopefully more than one episode. But this one, uh, I want to talk about my favorite subjects, carbs and fat. Last time I started to cover the basics of nutrients as a whole, macros and protein. So if you didn't check out the previous episode, definitely go check that one out. In this episode, I've got to share the love with carbs and fat because they really get a bad rap and they have been hated on for so long and it's just unnecessary. So I am here to tell you to cut the low-carb keto crap. Yes, cut the low-carb keto crap. We need carbs, we need fats, and we're going to learn all about why together on this episode. So carbs, let's talk about carbs. Many people are confused about carbohydrates, so let's take a look at the facts. Carbohydrates are metabolized, chemically broken down, and used as the body's main energy source. That is our main energy source. That is the thing that fuels us on a regular basis. And they can be used by all body tissues. Like our entire body needs carbs. I want you to just listen to that because I know at some point you have probably tried a low carb diet. So I really want you to take that one line to heart. Your whole entire body, every body tissue uses carbohydrates in some way. So imagine when you're doing low carb, how much you are starving your poor body who is just trying to take care of you. So for example, the digestive system converts carbohydrates into simple sugars like glucose, right? We know about blood sugar. Carbohydrates, while using carbohydrates for energy, the body can use our other macronutrients for other jobs, such as protein for tissue growth and repair. The reason why these low carb diets are so terrible for the long term on our body is because if we're not consuming the carbohydrates for energy and you know the whole appeal and they make it sound really positive in the diet culture bullshit that you know your body starts to use fat for energy or use protein for energy that is such a difficult process for our body that is so tough on the body to do because it prefers carbohydrates because it has gotten efficient at using carbohydrates for energy so Having to use protein or fat for energy just to get through the day is really tough on our body. And 
since it's not an efficient process, certain functions within our body will fail. It will stop happening the way that it's supposed to. And certain tissues in our body are going to starve without those carbohydrates. Now, in the beginning, we might see this as some short-term weight loss, but over the long term, these cause significant damage to your body tissues. So that's my little rant there on all the low-carb diets. Some other important points about carbohydrates include things like brain, kidney, muscle, and heart functions that depend primarily on certain type of carbohydrates. So again, you're cutting the carbs. You're also cutting functioning to your brain, kidneys, muscles, and heart. Why do we want to do that? Why do we, why do we want to do that to those, to those essential functions? Carbohydrates help synthesize non-essential amino acids. Indigestible carbohydrates in the form of fiber are absolutely necessary for intestinal health. We've heard this. We know this. Fiber is super important and are great for our gut health. The energy produced by carbohydrates is four calories per gram. Four calories per gram really not a lot. So when people talk about the fact that carbohydrates make you gain weight, like, you know, I I really like to talk about the evidence. We really like to be evidence-based here. There's really no evidence to support that. Four calories per gram. We all know the common food sources for carbohydrates. They include fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, legumes, right? We've all cut some of those categories before. I know that many people, you know, myself included, have cut grains before, uh, have cut legumes. A lot of diets are based on cutting those things out. Fruits, I mean, for the longest time, I was afraid of eating fruits because it contains sugar and sugar is carbs and it's just all so bad for you. The carbs are so bad. But here now we eat all those things and I want to encourage you to eat all of those categories. Eat all the carbs. They are so essential. The three main types of carbohydrates are sugar, starch, and fiber. And each of the three do serve a different purpose within our body. They are designated as simple or complex depending on their chemical structure. So you've probably heard about refined carbohydrates, which are forms of sugars and starches that don't exist in nature. These are things like our uh, less nutritious foods uh, that are, you know, made in factories and things, and there's nothing natural about them. The goal here is to not have those make up a predominant part of our daily diet, but they are out there, right? Refined carbohydrates. So though low carb diets suggest limiting carbohydrate intake in general, there's a significant difference between refined carbohydrates and those found in whole plant foods. And I think carbs have gotten this bad rap because of the refined carbohydrate category. There is ample evidence that supports the health benefits of simple and complex carbohydrates. And I know also that we hear that complex carbohydrates can be a bit overglorified, right? We're always hearing about eating complex carbs and they are super important. And I definitely want those to be included in your diet, but simple carbohydrates are also okay. Especially if you're someone who does like to exercise, simpler forms of carbohydrates would be really great as a pre-workout snack because you don't want your body having to take a long time to digest a carbohydrate uh, to give you energy during your workout. You need it to be faster. But either way, uh, there's a lot of evidence that supports the health benefits of simple and complex carbohydrates consumed in whole plant foods. Refined carbohydrates are the ones that are associated with the variety of health problems, including things like weight gain. Low carb and high protein diets are largely premised on the assumption that all carbohydrates induce weight gain, like I mentioned before. But there are many studies that tell us a different story, that it's just a bunch of bullshit. So 
One such population-based study reviewed the relationship between dietary composition and body mass index in China, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. According to the lead researcher in this study, she was from Northwestern University. She said, without exception, a high complex carbohydrate, high vegetable protein diet is associated with low body mass. High protein diets were associated with higher body weight. She continued to say, the point we are trying to make is that what we consider desirable carbohydrates are complex or high fiber containing carbohydrates like whole grains, fruits, and vegetables, not donuts or even rice. We are looking at, well, polished rice, she called it. So the more refined rice is like white rice. We are looking at legumes and vegetables that offer fiber as well as protein. We're not talking about refined carbohydrates, commonly known as sugar. So right there, lead researcher, huge study looking at, like I said, China, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States, finding that those high complex carbohydrates, high vegetable protein diet is the best indicator of positive health outcomes. Refined carbohydrates do raise insulin levels and they can promote obesity when combined with fat as they often are in the Western diet. We have a lot, you know, think about French fries, right? When you get traditional French fries from a fast food restaurant, you've got refined carbohydrates because those fries are barely made of potatoes, hate to break it to you, uh, and combined with uh, fats, obviously, when they're fried. The carbohydrates, though, in whole foods tend to have the opposite effects. They, they do not raise insulin levels as we uh, believed to up until, you know, just a short time ago. Just because they are a carbohydrate does not mean that they are spiking our insulin level more than anything else. Eating is always going to raise our insulin levels, but that's why I talk a lot and I teach a lot of my clients, especially in Simply Healthy Academy, to eat a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbs, and a little bit of fat at every meal and snack, or at least two of those categories um, at every meal and snack in order to balance out that, that insulin and not have such a significant spike. But in other words, this is not a carb problem. All of these health issues is not a universal generalized carb problem. It's a processed food problem. And I'm kind of surprised that we don't really, we haven't really fully grasped that in this day and age. Like we know it, but then we still allow people to tell us that we should be cutting carbs and that we should be cutting all carbs, even when they come in whole food form. Attacking all carbohydrates ignores the natural function of what carbohydrates do within our body. And it's a very significant role that they play. Ultimately, it is a really good thing for your body to eat more of some carbohydrates found in whole food plants and less of the refined carbohydrates. And you know me, I'm not one that is big on restriction. So instead of focusing on cutting out the refined carbohydrates, eat more of the whole plant food carbohydrates. Because when you eat more of those, you're going to have less room for the other stuff anyway. You're going to be so full of nutrients and limiting cravings and things because your body is getting exactly what it needs, that you're not going to gravitate towards the refined, refined carbohydrates as much. From a holistic perspective, equating an essential nutrient, carbohydrates in this case, and the whole foods that contain them with highly processed foods containing refined carbohydrates, 
just really like confounds the whole issue. And it has dangerous repercussions. Like I mentioned earlier, this in the long-term low-carb diets that cut out even the whole food versions of carbohydrates have significant impacts on health for the long-term. Low-carb diets just limit our consumption of plants in general. And these are foods that are consistently linked with low disease rates. And so these diets that are uh, encouraging excess consumption of protein and fat, they're creating dietary imbalances and they are consistently associated with higher rates of chronic disease, things like heart disease, things like diabetes, top 10 leading causes of death, according to the CDC, you know, those kinds of things. Low carb is just not the way to go. Even for people who are diabetic, uh, there is a great uh, book and you can find them on Instagram even called Mastering Diabetes. Really, really helpful information, evidence-based information on how a whole food plant-based diet can even work for someone with diabetes. Because again, we have been operating with this preconceived notion that carbs are the thing that spikes insulin and it really is not the carbs in general. Uh, The source of the carbs is definitely a big piece of that. So yay, go eat your carbs. Go eat some healthy, go have a whole damn sweet potato. Go have, or a white potato. I mean, we eat potatoes in some version every single week in this house and usually multiple times a week. There's always a prepped potato pretty much in in our fridge in this house. Let's move on to fats, the other category that isn't as vilified these days as it used to be back in the 90s, which I can't believe that was like 30 years ago. I don't, I just, I, I can't, that's a separate thing. I can't deal with that right now. But anyway, low fat diets were all the craze before the low carb diets took over, right? But again, I'm here to tell you, we need the fats and the source of fat is again, going to be the key factor here. Lipids or fats are organic substances that don't dissolve in water because of their chemical structure. That is technically what a fat is. They are an important source of fuel for the body as well, providing more than twice as much energy per gram than carbohydrates and protein. So about nine calories per gram for fat versus the four calories per gram for protein and carbohydrates. Fats perform three primary biological functions within the body. They give structure to cell membranes, they store energy, and they function as important signaling molecules within the body. During digestion, the body breaks down fats into fatty acids, which are great storehouses of energy. And so those are the things that we have as sort of our reserve energy uh, that our body stores. Fatty acids contain long chains of carbon atoms linked by energy-rich chemical bonds that can be broken apart in the body. Each time the bonds are broken, energy is released and made available for bodily functions. The human body can produce all but two of the fatty acids it needs. And these two are ones that you have probably heard of before, but they are linoleic acid, um, which is an unsaturated omega-6 fatty acid, and alpha-linoleic acid, or ALA, which is a polyunsaturated omega-3 fatty acid. And they are called our essential fatty acids because they must be supplied by our food. So again, 
something that we have to consume in the category of fats, just like we have to consume in the category of carbs, because our body needs it. Despite our need for both kinds of fatty acids, these families are often regarded very differently. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Omega-3 fatty acids are widely seen as the air quotes, healthy fats, and we're often urged to consume more of them. In fact, there's a a ton of supplements out there, right? Fish oil supplements, things like that to increase our omega-3s. Omega-6s, on the other hand, are viewed as problematic, and we're told that we need to consume less of those. But let's talk about whether or not this actually makes sense, because you know I'm here to bust all the myths. Research suggests that a diet rich in a wide variety of unprocessed plant foods provides a healthy balance of fatty acids. On the opposite side, the overconsumption of animal products, including fish muscle meat, which is, um, you know, often, you know, we're talking about fish oil, like I was just talking about with supplements, um, processed vegetable oils like corn, safflower, sunflower, and soybean, uh, commercial snack foods, baked products, salad dressings, that can all lead to an excess of omega-6s. So you can see how in the Western diet, we are getting uh, an inappropriate ratio of the fatty acids. It's not that we're not getting enough of these fatty acids, which we're often told is the issue. It's that we're not getting the right ratio. Some whole foods like grains, as well as many nuts and seeds are also high in omega-6s. So it's not just the processed foods and the animal foods, but that's perhaps an indication that these foods should just be consumed in smaller portions and within the context of a varied whole food diet, which is exactly what I teach in Simply Healthy Academy. Grains and nuts and seeds, the serving suggestions on what your minimums are there are a little bit lower than some of the other categories like vegetables, fruits, uh, beans, and thing, you know, things like that. So we do take that into consideration there to build that balance within a whole food diet. Lifestyle also affects both our need for and the availability of required fatty acids. So what you do in your day, whether or not you are someone who is active or not, uh, changes up your need for these fatty acids. And then things like health factors, such as alcohol consumption, micronutrient deficiencies, uh, the use of prescription drugs, compromised immune status, and a diet high in trans fatty acids, which is often found in things like uh, fast food and commercial baked goods, um, can reduce our absorption of omega-3s. So even when you, even though you might be consuming enough of the omega-3s, if you're also using or in a status like I just described, it can be reducing your absorption of the omega-3s. Other animals achieve a healthy fatty acid balance by eating diets similar to those of their ancestors, as opposed to diets novel to their species. So for example, greens are the natural diet of cows, and they're naturally rich in omega-3s. As a result, if you're someone who eats animal products, products made from grass-fed cows have a very different fatty acid ratio. They're going to be lower in those omega-6s and higher in the omega-3s than cows who were grain-fed, right? Because their natural diet is, is grass, greens. 
Similarly, the same thing happens with fish and obtaining their omega-3s by consuming microalgae uh, versus when they are factory farmed and fed, you know, processed food. It may well be that leafy greens, not the flax seeds or walnuts that, you know, are also high um, in those omegas, are actually the optimal source of omega-3s in whole food. Leafy greens may be the better option in a plant-based diet. And then, and like I said, and this is why, you know, the framework that I teach in Simply Healthy Academy, it's why the nuts and seed servings are a little bit less than some of the other categories. And leafy greens is considered an essential vegetable category. Uh, In the beginning, you know, I talk with my clients about consuming five servings of vegetables. And then as we go throughout the program, we really learn to diversify and get more specific about certain things. And leafy greens is one of those non-negotiables that you should be having every single day because of so many benefits. And, you know, healthy fats is one of them on top of the other nutrients that they include. So, You can see that like the expensive fish oil supplements, which let me just say is completely unregulated. Most of the time they find that those supplements are not only well overpriced, uh, they're often rancid and the quality of them is pretty darn low. So ditch the fish oil supplement and start eating some whole foods, things like flaxseed or things like leafy greens to get in your healthy fats and to get in your adequate omegas. You can absolutely get enough of your omegas from a whole food plant-based diet. And you need your fats. Your brain thrives on fats and ladies, uh, your hormones thrive on healthy fats, especially if you are uh, looking to become pregnant, you are pregnant, you are hoping to breastfeed, you are currently breastfeeding, any of those things like the stages of life that I have been going through recently, healthy fats are key for a growing and developing baby in every stage of the process. Babies need so a babies through toddlers. Like my daughter who is going to be three next month, how the hell did that happen? Uh, still, you know, is at an age where their fat consumption needs to be pretty high for their developing brain and, uh, other organs and things. Uh, other systems within their body. And so she still is consuming a little bit more of those healthy fats than we do when we get to the adult stage, sort of after three years old, uh, you can typically cut down on the amount of fat that kids are consuming at that point to the same amount that we would, that we would need as, as an adult. So go eat your fats, go eat your carbs. (laughs) Uh, I went through some of the basic information here, but if you have any questions about the information that I've shared. If you're still fearing carbs or fearing fat, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at simplyhealthykacey, K-A-C-E-Y. If you're not already following me over there, or if you want to pop into my DMs and just say hi, that is welcome too. I've seen a lot of new faces coming over social media from this podcast. I'm so excited that you're finding me here and uh, looking for me in other areas. I give out lots of daily uh, tidbits in my stories over on Instagram. And I would like to say that occasionally I come up with an entertaining video here and there (laughs) and reels and things, especially when you get me talking about things like carbs and fat. So definitely give me a follow over there on Instagram if you're not already. As always, thank you for listening and uh, go get yourself a potato and some avocado and enjoy yourself. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants. Oh, 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 o